0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another podcast episode. My name's Kaylee. For those of you who don't know, I'm very happy you decided to join me in on today's Sunday episode. First and foremost, I just want to say I hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas this year. I know that 2020 was a wild ride for everyone everyone's situations this year was totally different, but I hope everyone got to spend time with loved ones, no matter if that was a big get-together or a very, very small get-together. I hope everyone really enjoyed their time this Christmas. I hope they got to, you know, open some gifts or eat a lot of food, whatever it is you do on your Christmas mornings or evenings or Christmas Eve Whatever your traditions may be, I hope you had a really Merry Christmas, and I hope we're all looking forward to the new year because I know I am, and today actually we're going to be chatting about my 2021 intentions. I'm not going to say resolutions, I'm going to say intentions because I think that word is a beautiful word. I started thinking about that word this year, about being just very intentional with what I'm saying, what I'm doing. Just living. I feel like everyone should be living a more and more intentional life as time goes on and as we grow as human beings. So, for this little podcast, we're going to be chatting all about my intentions for the new year. Before we jump into my 2021 intentions, I wanted to give you kind of a weekly update. I think for this update, I kind of want to go through what I personally do for Christmas and just kind of chat about that because. Christmas was really, really awesome this year. It's always kind of weird to navigate how to spend Christmas with multiple families. I'm not sure how many of you guys listening to this also experience a Christmas or holiday, any holiday in general, where you have to spend that holiday with multiple different families. And we're really thankful that our family, actually, most of them, the main family members that we, you know, were around, they actually are very, very close to us. We're thankful that we don't have to, you know, hop between different states for holidays because I know there's a lot of my friends and, you know, people in general have to do maybe one Christmas, you know, up north and then the next Christmas down here. And it just can get a lot of, it can get really funky to kind of, you know, bounce between different homes for Christmas and the holiday season, but thankfully, we do have a lot of family members that live, you know, 15-20 minutes close to us, around us, so we're very thankful for that. However, it's always really weird to navigate, you know, spending Christmas in different homes. However, I feel like this year, we actually found a little bit of a holiday routine. You know, we're getting married next October, And we had a very deep, deep, frustrating conversation between Adam and I about how we wanted to kind of go about celebrating the holidays with his mom and, you know, my family. I have lots of siblings and how we want to navigate that because it's just a little bit crazy kind of figuring out how you're going to jump between homes during the holidays. But thankfully, I feel like this year we kind of have a really awesome routine down that we can hopefully take throughout the years. It worked perfectly this year. Everyone had such a beautiful time celebrating Christmas and we just had a bunch of fun with, you know, my cousins and my family to celebrate and then we went to his mom's house and his aunt came down and we just celebrated with them and it was such a special time between everyone's family and, you know, if you guys are listening to this and you're frustrated with spending Christmas or any holidays with different families, you know, in different areas, I hope and I pray that you guys can get a routine down to kind of establish, you know, a nice, healthy routine between homes wherever you're spending your holiday season. Because trust me, I know how frustrating that can be to kind of navigate through that weird time. Because as much as I just want to have a home myself and have everyone come to me and, you know, celebrate all the holidays in my quote-unquote home that I don't have, But I feel like that's unrealistic for so many different people. You know, like when you're watching Christmas movies and it's just this perfect scenario where every single family member, no matter what state they live in, are all just coming to one household. They have a big smile on their face and everything works out perfectly. I feel like in the real world, that does not work 99% of the time. I feel like so many people have to bounce between Christmas Eve at someone's house for dinner, maybe they're going to a second house on Christmas Eve. Christmas morning, they're celebrating with their family at their house, and then they're jumping between a few different houses throughout the day. I feel like so many people have that scenario, and it's not very realistic to think everyone's just going to come gather in one spot and that's it. But if you are that family that has that one household that everyone goes to and that's just it, I really, really want to know. So if that's you, I want you to hop over on my Instagram, which is at... Your Middle Sis Podcast, and I want you to DM me and tell me if that's you because I'm curious. Anyways, jumping into my little weekly Christmas update, pretty much what we do is Christmas Eve, we always go to my grandparents' house because my grandparents live right next door to my parents, and all the cousins and aunts and uncles, we all go over to my grandparents' house, and we have a really nice Christmas Eve dinner, and for the past few years, all the cousins kind of came up with a new tradition where instead of buying everyone and everyone and everyone Christmas presents, we actually just draw names for Secret Santa on Thanksgiving, and we open them together on Christmas Eve. So that's a really fun tradition that we didn't do growing up. My parents, you know, all the parents were pretty much in charge of buying all the cousins, everyone's gifts, and all the grandparents, and they were just kind of in charge with buying everyone's gifts. So as we all got older, we were like, you know what, this isn't really going to work out, so let's just do Secret Santa. And I think Secret Santa is such a fun game. I choose it way over the white elephant or whatever that is where you can steal people's presents. I find Secret Santa to be so special and it's so fun to see what, you know, someone random gives you for a special Christmas gift or whatever it is you're playing. So that's pretty much what we do on Christmas Eve. We played some fun games. We ate a really yummy dinner. um, And then we actually started a little bit of a new tradition with hopping over to Adam's mom's house after my grandparents' Christmas Eve dinner. And we actually did a second dinner, which... I was very, very full for, but both of them were beautiful, and maybe we need to pace ourselves next year, so we'll put that on our Christmas to-do list next year, but it was really fun. We just enjoyed some company. We didn't exchange gifts over there quite yet. Fast forward to Christmas Day, me and my sister, my younger sister, I have two sisters, one older, one younger, my younger sister, Kristen, she and I both live at my parents' house right now, and this is Technically, the last Christmas I will be spending at home, so I wanted to make sure that we got to, you know, do our last traditions of me sleeping in the house, so my sister Kristen woke me up at 6.30 in the morning. It was dark and early, and me and her did our typical Christmas scope out where we go into the living room and we just kind of check out all the presents. We always have PJs sitting on the couch, and we just kind of look over our stockings, kind of take a peek before we wake up our parents. And this year, I literally, it was Kristen's idea, we blasted this, like, military horn song. You know what I'm talking about? We budged open their door, and we played the trumpet loud and clear for them to wake up on this Christmas morning, and it was actually really funny. But they didn't appreciate it too much, but I feel like once they were woke and up, I feel like it was a good laugh for everyone. But yeah, that was really nice. We got to kind of open presents between the four of us, my parents, me, and my sister. And then we kind of waited and we made breakfast we had mimosas we made some yummy cocktails some christmas cocktails and then we kind of dragged christmas out throughout the whole day because you know we went over to well i went over to adam's mom's house we exchanged presents between all of us over there, and then me and Adam hopped back over to my house for the rest of the presents between all my siblings and our significant others, and our family's growing and growing between all the guys and, you know, the baby with my niece Camila, so we had a nice big Christmas festivity over at my parents' house yesterday, well, for me it's yesterday, on Christmas nighttime and then we had a nice yummy dinner of Chinese food takeout, for our Christmas dinner. And I'm actually not a fan of Chinese food. I had my leftovers from Christmas Eve, but that's a little fun fact for me. I 100% prefer Thai food over Chinese food. I wanna know, are you guys a Chinese food kind of person or are you a Thai food person? Like, what's your pick if you had to choose between those two things? Besides all of those Christmas shenanigans, it was the best Christmas in a very long time. I am always blessed, my family's always blessed with a very, very good Christmas. I'm very, very thankful for all of our traditions because I'm a very, I'm very, very big on my traditions. I don't know if a lot of you listening to this are big on like sticking to your family's traditions throughout the year, but as we all get older, it's been really weird to navigate like what traditions we can keep and what traditions all have to change because we're all growing, we all have different families now, and you know, it's just, it gets a little bit chaotic if you don't navigate and transition into like new territory for the traditional Christmas season. But I feel like this year we all established a really nice new kind of structure to our holiday season and for me and I know my family we all really enjoyed the kind of new layout of Christmas. So, it was really really lovely and I'm very very thankful for all the gifts that my family has given me and it was fun to see their reaction to Adam and nice presents that we got them and you know, I honestly, I love gifts. Gifts is actually my love language. If you don't know your love language, highly go over highly recommend going over to the Five Love Languages website and seeing what your love language is because mine is, I'm pretty sure number one is still gift giving or gift receiving actually, but I love, love, love gift giving just as much as receiving. And I feel like this year was super fun just watching people open their presents. But anyways, with Christmas aside, we're actually going to just Jump on into our main topic of the episode, which is our intentions for 2021. How crazy is that? So, my very first intention for 2021 is actually not a surprise. It's saving for our wedding. And this is something that I wish I could go back a few years and start saving then. Like I wish I can look at myself maybe maybe when I was 21, and just be like, hey girl, just letting you know, you should probably start saving for your wedding now, because it would really, really make your 24-year-old self so beyond happy, you have no idea. So I wish I can kind of go back in time, that's the one thing I would maybe change, but, you know, I feel like Adam and I have done, not to pat ourselves on the back, I feel like we've done a really awesome job with doing it so far and we are very very thankful that our parents are helping us with different areas of the wedding but the main you know cost of the wedding is going to go between us which is why we are doing bougie on a major budget which I am so excited to talk about how we kind of went around what is it called when you like are cutting the corners a little bit yeah I'm excited to tell you guys how we're kind of cutting the corners with how we're doing the budget for the wedding because we are two of the bougiest people you'll meet. Probably not. We're not like, we don't spend tons and tons of money, but we like what we like and we want to make sure we're having the wedding of our dreams. However, we really want to do it on a budget and that's something that both of us, mostly me, but both of us are not going to kind of, you know, go around. We're making sure that we're not going in debt for our wedding. We're making sure that we are getting as many things as we want out of our wedding, not to be like, oh, I'm getting whatever I want, you know, haha. But we want to make sure that we're not going to regret anything about our day. And there are some things that we've had to say no for. For example, we really wanted to do signature cocktails because both of us really enjoy our yummy, delicious cocktails. However, that's something we decided to just forget about for the wedding because, oh my gosh, I'm sure most people know this, but if you didn't, Alcohol is one of the most expensive things for the wedding cost, you know, food and alcohol is so, so freaking expensive, and that's the one thing that we kind of had to cut corners on was kind of saying goodbye to the cocktails, like the signature cute cocktails that you see all over Pinterest, and I feel like both of us are really okay with that. A lot of us family members don't drink because they're coming from Morocco, and my family, you know, his friends, my friends, and my family all drink, but we decided, you know, it's not the end of the world to not have two signature cocktails. So what we decided to do is do unlimited champagne throughout the night, you know, get a little bit of the cost down or a lot of the cost down, but also just elevate it because I love me some bubbly. And I know Adam does too. We can make it some cute little bubbly by putting like little fruit at the bottom of the glasses. It makes for a cute picture opportunity. And then we decided to do cash bar option for the rest of the cocktail or rest of the liquor and beer and wine and things like that, which I know is like looked down upon in the wedding community, but you know what? It doesn't really matter in our book as long as it's there, people can purchase it if they wanna purchase it. We are definitely putting that on the RSVP, so it's no surprise to anyone. But personally, we don't think anyone's gonna be that hurt by it, if you are, sorry. (laughs) But we just gotta do what we gotta do. So that's one of the things that we are kind of cutting corners on but we really want to save for the wedding and not go into debt for it. That's something we're being very very cautious about is not opening any credit cards or any loans because this is one day of our lives. Yes it's so so special and important to us but it's not you know we don't want to go in debt for it. We don't want to spend the next few years paying back our wedding when it's just one day. So That's pretty much a little bit of a rundown for our wedding, and I definitely want to do another podcast episode about it, but I think I'm going to hold off until after the wedding just so, you know, I can make, I want to make sure I do the podcast episode very, very well and can kind of go into detail for you, but not spend hours and hours talking your ear off because that's definitely what I'll be doing now. (laughs) Kind of leads me in to my second little note on this first saving for the wedding goal is manifesting my goals. So pretty much I can kind of relate this to the second intention of 2021, which is I want to stop saying I can't afford things. I can't afford to do that. I can't afford to buy that. And I want to switch that over to a more positive mindset, which is I can afford that. I have no problem affording that. I can pay for that. And which is not meaning I'm going to swipe my card left and right and I'm going to be very naive about my financial, you know, placement in life. However, I really want to start manifesting things and it's something I'm very new about, so I'm not going to go into this too much in detail. However, I just listened to a podcast over on the What We Said podcast. I'm obsessed with them. I highly recommend going over there and checking them out. It's just such a breath of fresh air to listen to those two girls talk and they talked about manifestation in their last podcast episode, or a few podcasts ago, and I just have never been into manifesting anything. I've never really looked into it. It always kind of sounded, you know, a little wish-washy. I didn't think too much into it. However, I'm starting to realize it's not any witchcraft. It's not. It's not this weird little thing, it's really just switching your mindset to a positive mindset instead of a negative one, which I have, I feel like I'm a very positive person in general. I feel like a lot of the people around me that know me personally would probably say I'm a half glass full kind of girl, but I feel like there's a lot of times where I can be a Debbie Downer for myself, like in my own head, and I feel like one of those areas, a huge area that I'm working on is saying that I can afford something as opposed to what I probably have always done is just say, oh, no, I can't afford that. I'm not gonna be able to afford that. Oh, we're gonna have a hard time paying for that, aka the wedding, which is why I wanna practice this because one, we are going to live together, Adam and I, next year for the very first time. Neither of us have lived on our own before besides with roommates. We've lived a few years with roommates, but that is very cost-efficient as opposed to you know, one-on-one, just me and him, so there's going to be a lot of extra payments next year, which is totally fine. It's life, and I'm so excited for that season of our lives. I've been looking forward to it forever since, like, middle school. I feel like I've just been dying to be married and have my own apartment and just decorate it and yada yada, all of the cute Pinterest things that, you know, we're all obsessed with, but I feel like I need to start, and I have been, starting to change my mindset to thinking more positively and saying, oh, we have no problem paying for that. We have, you know, we're not going to have a problem paying for the wedding. We're paying for it right now. Like kind of switching out those Debbie Downer thoughts and switching them to nice, positive ones. And definitely if you don't know too much about manifesting your dreams and your goals, highly recommend just going to do a little bit of a YouTube search and kind of doing you know, your research on just the basis of what manifesting your goals is because I find it so interesting. And Adam's the one who actually started kind of talking to me about, you know, manifesting certain things. And I started to do it here and there, but I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know if this actually works, but you know what? There is nothing wrong with switching your negative thoughts to positive thoughts. If anything, it makes your mental health stronger It makes your life overall more beautiful because you're seeing the world as... You're just seeing your world, I'm going to say your world, as just a more beautiful place. You're not so focused on what's going on. You're not so focused on the things that are going wrong around you, but you're looking towards things that are going right. And I think that's never a bad thing. My next intention is to continue to balance out my hormones which i have some great news. I know i haven't touched on it this too much. I've just mentioned it here and there a few times about how my hormones are crazy out of balance and i have no idea what's wrong with them. However, i just did a 28-day spit test that i'm about to submit for like so much money. It's just crazy how, you know, natural holistic things are just not covered by insurance so you have to pay out of pocket, which is kind of good so you don't have to be billed later on. However, You know, it's still a little bit annoying. However, I am so excited to be submitting this test to see what has been going on with me. But I am ecstatic the fact that my skin, you know how I've been, not complaining, but I've been sharing my struggles with acne throughout the year and how horrible my skin got. I am here to tell you guys, my skin has gotten so, so, so much better throughout the past few weeks and I'm just starting to think that all of these supplements that I'm on for the holistic doctor are starting to work and you know how when you're starting you know maybe medication and obviously medications mostly start working right away well, when you are doing things the holistic way or trying out a supplement or whatever it takes a while for your body to you know, build up that, not hormone, it's, your body takes a while to kind of get adjusted and build whatever it is up that you're taking. And it just takes a while for our body to get used to it. So I feel like I'm kind of there now at month two of taking, I'm at the end of month two, almost three months of taking all of these supplements that I've been taking and, you know, like probiotics and I'm on an antiviral and a probiotic for my reactivated Epstein-Barr syndrome. And I do have all those hormones out of whack, but we haven't been able to figure them out yet until we're going to submit this 28-day spit test, which basically maps out your hormones for 20, 28 days to kind of see what the heck they've been doing between your cycle. I'm so excited. If anyone out there is struggling with their hormones, I want you to ask your doctor. I don't know if you specifically have to go to a natural doctor, but I want you to ask someone in the medical industry that you want a 28-day spit test, hormone saliva spit test, to map out your hormones throughout your cycle. Because our hormones as women go throughout so many different changes throughout the month. And what I've learned is, you know, getting a, you know, standard hormone test through blood, it's only mapping out that day, which I didn't realize. It's only showing you your hormones, what your hormones were that day when you did the blood test. And what my, my holistic doctor told me is with the 28 day saliva hormone test, you're actually mapping out your hormones throughout the whole month. As a female, we go through our cycle, we go through our period, we go through all these different stages throughout the month, where our hormones are constantly changing through all these different patterns. So I definitely wanna learn more about them specifically But I'm excited that she finally had me take this because I had no idea it was a thing. And I'm about to submit it. I'll talk about that when I get the results back. But I'm just here to tell you guys, my skin has gotten so much better. And whatever I'm doing, I'm just gonna continue doing it because I was so sad that, one, I was getting married at the end of the year and I just wanted to make sure my skin was good for the wedding because, yes, you can wear makeup, but we all know when you have acne or breakouts, whatever, however many you have on your face, you can cover you can cover the redness pretty much, you just can't cover texture and that's the one thing that's just so beyond annoying is just trying to, you know, dress up for a nice date night or doing something fancy and you have acne on your face and you can, maybe other people aren't really noticing it, but we all know when we're pinpointing something on our, you know, on ourselves, whatever it is, acne or body issues, we are the ones that are just pointing it out constantly and it's nice to you know, go back to that positive mind thinking and, you know, talking to yourself kindly, which I'm a big advocate for. But it's just nice to see all this hard work pay off because it has been a heck of a year trying to figure out what the heck has been going on with my skin. It's just a struggle trying to figure out what is going on. So I'm finally so excited that things are, you know, going north with this little issue that I've been dealing with. But Pretty much back to my third intention is continuing to balance out my hormones, which I will definitely be doing and documenting once I get my results back because I'm so excited. So my next intention is actually finding new healthy meals that I'm in love with. This is kind of a new thing for me. I don't know what it is, but for the past handful of weeks, I've just realized I don't really have my go-to healthy meals that I can make throughout the week for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner that I just, (laughs) whoa, excuse me, that I'm like in love with. I feel like transitioning out of being fully vegan to fully definitely not vegan is just a weird transition because I definitely had my go-to vegan meals that I was in love with and I ate them far too often than I probably should, even though they were nice and healthy. They just were being repeated way, way, way too much, and it's good for your body to get an assortment and a variety of different healthy foods, different colors on your plate, all of the good, you know, healthy stuff to kind of incorporate into your diet. Anyways, I watched Tara Michelle on YouTube, and this is kind of where this intention stemmed from, and she's not like a holistic, healthy eating YouTuber or or anything, but she does do vlogs and she documents how much she loves her food and I love my food and I know you listening probably are obsessed with your food too. But one thing I really appreciate about her or just wish I had myself is she loves her go-to meals. She knows what she likes and she makes these amazing go-to easy meals that she eats throughout the week And she just isn't in love with them. And I'm realizing when I'm eating my food throughout the week that I'm like, I'm not obsessed with this. I'm just making it because it's easy. It's, you know, a little bit healthy and, you know, I need to fuel my body so I don't die of hunger. But I want to get to the place where I have like a set of like five or six things where I can just like rotate throughout the weeks and just be in love with it. I want to find, you know, nice healthy meals that are super, super easy to make Maybe I'll do some meal prepping again and just find some yummy, healthy meals that I'm just in love with. Maybe you are the type of person that just, like, loves anything and everything. Like, you know what you like. You can cook it and you can eat it and you can be so happy and satisfied. But for some reason, the past handful of weeks, I just have been, like, maybe a little bit bored and stale with my typical meals that I've been doing. I just kind of need to venture out of my comfort bubble and try new things, especially with not being vegan anymore. And I need to learn what to do with meat again because I went from fully being someone in the kitchen who can cook up a nice, delicious meal with all of the chicken and the turkey and all all of the things. I'm not gonna sit here and name all of these foods, but I was so good at cooking up meals for myself that I really thoroughly enjoyed sitting down And I could do that here and there by myself now, but it's weird cooking for one person. I just get lazy and I just wanna have those really go-to yummy meals that I'm just in love with for time being. So I need to Pinterest all of the yummy go-to healthy meals. My next intention is actually going to therapy or couples counseling with Adam and I need to go to therapy by myself. I think everyone needs to go to therapy by themselves. However, with going into a marriage next October, I really, really want to make sure that both of us are going into it with our intentions right, which I know they are, but I want to make sure our, you know, our internal ducks are in a row and we are on the same page with a lot of different things that I feel like couples should be when you're going into a marriage. You're going into living together, especially for the first time, and we've been together for over six years and we know a lot about each other, but I'm not naive to the fact that we are gonna learn so much more about each other, especially with living together for the very first time. And I just wanna make sure we're doing it in the best way we possibly can, especially with navigating things like family and just boundaries with different family and, you know, navigating all of that is just a wide open sea of things that we have never done or experienced before. So I wanna make sure we're doing it in the absolute best way we possibly can. And I feel like the first step to that is actually trying to find a church that we really love going to. This entire year, we have not gone to church. One, yes, for COVID. But also, we have many churches in our area that are open right now, and people have been going to them for for months at this point. And I feel like I'm just... I want to stay a little bit lazy to finding a church. I am very comfortable with just having my weekends to myself and... I just have been slacking with wanting to even go to church, just to be really candid and honest. And I know I'm not the only one in that boat, especially with just like, I've been really disappointed in the past with the Christian community and just kind of how people in the church have just ran the church in general. I've been, I don't want to say hurt by the church, but I've just been really disappointed with certain experiences in the Christian church community and I know I'm not alone in that. I know I have so many friends of mine who currently don't go to church either who are on, you know, they're very strong Christians as well and, you know, they feel the very same thing that I do and so I've just been kind of hesitant, honestly, to go back to church and to find a church but I know that's something that I probably should be praying about to find a not only church that I love going to but I just feel that community and realness because that's one big pet peeve of mine is one of the reasons why i don't even want to go to church in the first place is because i personally hate that feeling of people being fake not being fake to the point where like they're being nice in front of you and talking behind their back i'm not talking about that i mean fake as in i just want people to be real and casual and chill and i feel like much so the christian community inside the church the ones that are leading Oftentimes, not all the time, the experiences that I've had, I feel like there's just a front that people put on where they just seem to be too perfect. And it makes me a Christian of a long time. Most of my life, I've been, most all of my life, I've been a Christian. And it makes me uncomfortable walking in there and people having that perfect front put on. And I know if I feel uncomfortable, there has to be people who are very new. To the Christian community or maybe just want to go to church for the first time and don't have a relationship with Jesus or even a you know background with the church or maybe they have never been there before. I know if I, a person who have been a Christian pretty much my whole life, feels uncomfortable, there has to be people who have never been in the church before who feel uncomfortable too. And I just feel like it needs to change. So I should be praying myself that me and Adam and my family in general can find a church that we love going to that we feel really confident about and just thoroughly just love enjoying the community about it because that's what church is all about. It's community between people that enjoy and love worshiping Jesus and are running after him to serve him and it's just fellowship and I feel like, yes, I'm missing out on that, but I need to be praying that we find you know a church first before we can even find a nice counselor because one thing our wedding planner actually told us or asked us if we were doing Um, Couples counseling before we go to marriage, and we said absolutely yes. We just aren't really sure where to start. So, she actually started with finding a church we really love at first, and then talking to their staff, the pastors, and asking if anyone can counsel us. Just kind of doing it that way because it can be a little bit easier to navigate that way. And maybe we can actually find someone to be our what is it not minister? What the one person who will actually marry us? I can't for the life of me think of that word right now but maybe we can actually find someone to marry us. So that would be pretty awesome. My next intention, second to last, is actually spending way more time in God's word than I actually did this year. I feel like prior to, well, really when COVID first hit, I spent a lot of time at home, like I'm sure a lot of you guys listening did too, or maybe still are. When I was in that kind of first stage, I think I spent a lot of time, way more time than I normally do, in God's Word, I felt like I read a lot more. I just was, I was doing a lot better about it than I definitely am now. I feel like I'm very busy now, and that's absolutely no excuse, but I need to prioritize it better and put it at the very top of my list, and I definitely have been neglecting spending time in God's Word. And personally, I know that one, yes, it's important no matter what stage of life that you're in to spend time in God's word and make sure you're putting Him first. However, going into the season especially that I'm in in right now, it's a very transitional season and I definitely know that I want to be putting it at the top of my list to do to spend time with God first and just to make this season as best as it possibly can because with transitioning into becoming a wife and paying for this wedding and, you know, doing all these monumental things in my life right now, I want to make sure that I'm the best I can be, spiritually speaking, and I want to make sure that this year is incredible and not that if you spend a lot of time in God's word that your life's going to be perfect by no means, but I feel like once you spend time with Jesus and put him at your... Priority top of the list thing to do and make him your number one. I definitely know that your life can bear so much more fruit than it would if you just neglect him and put him at the bottom of your list. And I can speak from experience, and I'm sure a lot of you have experienced that too. So, definitely need to be putting this at my number one intention, to be honest. So, maybe if you find yourself in the same boat as me. We can do it together, and I can kind of share my journey, and I definitely want to talk about, you know, what I'm learning in scripture and tying it to my personal life, because I feel like with these podcasts, I always want to make the episodes very intentional, not to put a little, you know, throw that in there, but I really want to be intentional with these podcast episodes. I don't want to make them cookie-cutter or... I really just want them to be relatable, not only to you guys, but I want them to be relatable to me because without them being relatable to me at all, I just feel like it's fluff. That's all I'm saying is fluff. So, so far so good. I never ever have talked about something that I'm not currently going through or isn't relatable to me. And I know if things are relatable to me, hopefully they can be relatable to you as well. My last intention of 2021 going into it is actually to find a workout routine, however, at the beginning of this year, Adam and I were killing it going to the gym. Adam and I both have picked up second jobs, yes, for the wedding, but also just in life in general, and we have not been able to go to the gym, just not even making excuses, it's just kind of nearly impossible to get there, and one, we need to cancel that gym membership because it's still going, However, I really want to wait to go back to the gym until, I don't know if this sounds silly, but it makes sense to me and Adam. I want to make sure to have a, um, what's it called, gym, like a little gym in our apartment community complex next year. So I want to just hold off on even going to the gym until then. And in the meantime, I want to establish a nice workout routine at home. And I definitely prefer like treadmills and weightlifting and things like that. Like, I love the machines at the gym, so that's pretty much what I love to do when I'm working out, but I really want to establish an at-home workout routine. I'm not obsessed with bodyweight workouts. They're not fun to me. I don't find them very enjoyable, so I want to find something that I really do love doing because that's how I'm going to stick to it, and I think I'm going to start with doing yoga again. I definitely know I've neglected yoga a lot for the past pretty much year, maybe year and a half. Um, Even my chiropractor told me he thinks I should be doing yoga to help with my anxiety And I know I want to do it for the mental aspect But I also want to do it to build muscle as well because your girl not to be you know I don't know if this needs a disclaimer or not, but I'm gonna be very candid I want to get my quote-unquote wedding bod You do not by any means need to get in perfect shape for your wedding or your honeymoon or whatever but I know to make myself feel more confident I really want to kind of work towards that goal of just being a little bit more in shape because right now I am not that confident. I'm not not confident, but I know I need to be better in a better mindset with just my physical shape, you know, uh, strength speaking. So yeah, I don't know that I needed a disclaimer, um, but you by no means need to get in better shape for your wedding or, you know, everyone's body is perfectly perfect where you're at. But I definitely think that we as individuals need to be confident with where we're at And there's nothing wrong with a gym goal, Um, and I definitely need to make that my major intention this year is to prioritize my working out, and not only for the physical benefits, that's definitely what I'm wanting out of this, you know, that's what a lot of people are wanting out of working out, but genuinely also the mental aspect, because even with like balancing out my hormones and dealing with the anxieties that I have dealt with this year, um, like panic attacks and things like that. Working out definitely, definitely helps in the mental aspect as well. So this actually is my last intention, but it's very, very quick, is to honestly just get outside more. At the beginning of COVID, I spent so much time outside and I was the tannest I've ever been and now I'm literally the whitest I've been in so long. So I definitely wanna get outside not only to get my tan back, it's actually like 50 degrees right now, so I won't be outside in my bathing suit anytime soon, but I definitely need to, definitely, definitely, can we stop saying that word? I get so annoyed when I listen to these episodes back and I can pinpoint all the words that they say over and over again. I'm not even going to mention what they are because if you haven't noticed them already, I don't want to point them out to you too. Anyways, I really want to get outside more for multiple different reasons, but it's never a bad thing to stroll outside, go for a good walk, maybe sit on your patio, get some color. And yeah, that's pretty much my last intention. I feel like it's not saying resolution or goals is a good thing for many reasons, but mostly I feel like looking back on your resolutions, if you made those in the past, I feel like it can be almost, you know, sad to look back on them and seeing, you know, maybe one or two of them being checked off and literally nothing else, but I feel like putting this on my intentional list, my intentions of the year, is actually going to make me be more focused on them and you know quote unquote intentional about them and that's the goal in life is to be more intentional with my thoughts with my words and with my actions and with my overall life and I hope that this inspired you to kind of jot down some of your 2021 intentions as well. So I wanted to end this podcast episode with actually sharing a quote that I saw on Pinterest this morning It's a quote that I'm sure we've all heard before, but I feel like it was a really good reminder for me. I feel like this year was, honestly, I'm not gonna get into what 2020 was for all of us, but for me personally, it had a lot of amazing things happen inside of it, and it was a year of growth and transition into this beautiful season that I'm in right now, and I'm going to be, but I feel like so often we kind of forget that, We hoped and dreamed of being where we're at right now. And if you're not where you are right now, where you want to be, it's okay because it's a journey. Life is a journey. But I saw this quote that said, remember that once you dreamed of being where you are right now. And I was like, dang, that is so, so, so true. I actually shared it on my Instagram stories. And honestly, to give myself a shameless self-plug here, my Instagram handle Is at the Kaylee Michelle. It's always in the show notes. Uh, Go ahead and check out the show notes if you haven't already. All of the info for the podcast is always down below in the show notes. So go ahead and check that out if you didn't know that was there. But this quote is so good, and I shared it on my Instagram story because I was like, dang, I personally needed that reminder, even though I'm very, very grateful, honestly, of being in the stage of life that I'm in right now. I needed that reminder to be like, girl, You literally dreamed and prayed, 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 prayed hard to be where you are right in this moment. Literally. That's like no sugarcoating. I literally prayed to be in this exact moment that I am right now. Even like recording this podcast, this is something I wanted to do for a very long time. I finally did it. You know, I'm getting married. I'm not to count all my blessings on this podcast. I'm not going to go into detail, but I feel like it's so good to count your blessings right now in your personal life. To kind of look back on what you prayed for and what you hoped for and where you are now and kind of look to see because so often we get so caught up in life that we just neglect and forget to appreciate where we are because I think a lot of us can look around and be like, wow, I really prayed to be here right now. And maybe you needed that reminder like I did this morning. Thank you so, so much for supporting my podcast. I am so excited for this new year for many reasons, and one of them being this podcast. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see the growth. I actually have a new rebranding coming soon. I love my album art. Not my album art. I love my podcast art, and it's something that I personally did myself, so I'm very proud of it, but I actually have someone working on very, very special new podcast art for you guys and for the podcast, so I'm very excited to see the outcome of that and to kind of do a little bit of a rebranding for this new year. And yeah, I'm very excited. So I hope you guys are too. I hope that you come back every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you so much for everything, for supporting. I love you guys so much. I hope you have an amazing, amazing new year. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and I will see you in my next episode on Your middle Sis. Bye you guys. Yeah, you got me going yeah you got me going. Ooh la la, yeah you got me going. Ooh la, la yeah you got me going. Ooh la la, sing your song, dance your dance, love your love.